This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. This is the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hey, 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 hey. So you, the listener, are now going to get the benefit of uh, this being take three of us trying to run this podcast today. (laughs) Yes, so it may even be almost good. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get get, uh, too much fat on the bone yet, but we can trim a lot of that away. For instance... I went, uh, started talking about this new monitor that I'm dealing with that is new to me, but old because it's like 10 years old. It's a old Dell 30 inch 16 by 10. And I went into great detail about how yellow the whites were and how much heat this thing produces. And that it's despite it being really large and having way better resolution than my 16 by 9, 1920 by 1080 P monitor. I'm probably going to go back to that one. Yep. Because it, it introduces a performance impact on your computer that makes it even more chuggier um, than it was before. Boom. So you see how smooth that conversation with that lasted five minutes prior. Now it's just like yeah. in and out that's, done. That's one minute. That's it's jobs done. And we did actually, we would also probably covering off a lot of the discounts that were happening um, at the at the moment on Pinball Arcade. So and Pinball Arcade and Zen. But the the short thing is that it's Steam Summer Sale at the moment, or Autumn Sale, or whatever it's called. Um, it's a sale on Steam that you can get cheap <laughs> things with. So what you do is you go into Steam and you search for Pinball Arcade, and there'll be discounts for you. They're fifty percent off Season Three. So go and buy that. And then on Zen, there's also some discounted tables as well. So you can go and search for them while you're there looking at Pinball Arcade's listing and then go and get some cheap games with them if you haven't already got the cheap games from Zen uh, because they discount them all the time anyhow. So you more than likely already have. But if you're new to this, go and check it out because, you know, cheap games are good games. Absolutely. And, you know, I can't recommend... Pinball Effects 3 enough. <laughs> um, I, it sounds I, amazing. I would want it so bad if I had Steam. It's, it's not like the games themselves changed that much. I mean, you know, slight tweaks in the lighting got a little bit better. Um, but it's not like the games themselves are wildly different. Uh, and no. we only have the three new tables currently, although there's new packs coming quickly. I think I saw a rumor of what they were, and I've quickly forgotten what they were. Um, but the thing that has made me probably be, I've been playing Zen probably 70% of the time versus Pinball Arcade 30% of the time currently over the past month and a half or so, basically since mm. Pinball FX3 came out, it's the community aspect. There no, is, it totally is. Oh, there, there is. It, it drives I, you. Yeah. You see somebody else's score pop up and you're like, wait a second. No, I just beat that. I've got to play it again and beat their score. Yep. And it's so much better than looking at the leaderboards. I don't. I don't look at the leaderboards on Zen either. Um, I never look at the leaderboards on TPA. I just had zero interest in it because there's no human element to it. It's just names on a list. Who cares? Right. And I and I used right. to pay attention to the leaderboards, but then they got so jacked up and they were never corrected. Hello, rant number five eighty three. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it just lost all meaning for me. But. While I'm in the midst of playing a Zen table, 
all of a sudden that little bubble pops up and says, hey, you're within a million five hundred of this person's score. You better believe that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> let me start a mode. Let me try and get beat that, you know. Yeah, um, what do I need to do to get past that score? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just, it changes. And I don't even, like, for the record, as we well know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, I don't have a PC, so I don't have Zen Pinball 3, but already I don't need to play it to know the power of of that drive that you get from having a goal-based thing that's with another person rather than just a, a something that you've got to do or a mission you've got to complete, you know? Yeah. If if basically it's you may as well be standing next to someone at a pinball meet and playing the Zen pinball table trying to battle against their score, but you're doing it from halfway across the world. Like absolutely to, to me, it's just it's really what the internet was really well designed to do from a gaming perspective, and that is to help people connect with each other in the gaming world like this. Yeah, and you know. It's just such an obvious thing to do, yet no one's really done it well yet with this type of thing. Like this sort of arcade style game that really does require you to be standing next to one another and and actually riffing off each other like this, looking at scores, looking at performance. You know, it's it's such a logical fit. I really, I really, really hope it comes to Android at some point because I think I'll be as hooked as you if it comes over. Well, and there's little things too, like... Uh... Yeah, you know, we've talked about the matchup mode, and although I'm not so enamored with it, because to me it winds up kind of being like TPA's tournament mode, where eventually it just becomes kind of a grind fest trying to get to you know the point. But what I do like about it is they keep on throwing up, you know, it's four tables for you to play, and I'm willing to sample all four tables, and it's had me playing tables that I haven't touched in a while, mm-hmm. and kind of giving them a new lease on life because. I'm like, well, at the very minimum, I've got to beat somebody's score to to you know get me advancing into the tournament a little bit, and that makes me concentrate on what it is I need to do to score. And I've already learned quite a few things on tables that I have owned for years and never bothered learning. So no. it's 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 done its job on that front. And then the last thing that I know you're not aware of, Jared, uh, mm. when you're on the main called the home screen of Zen. Uh, so you're deciding, are you going to play tournaments? Are you going to match matchup? Are you going to play single player? Down in the corner, the right-hand corner, it'll pop up a little message saying, and it usually picks one of your friends, but it'll say, hey, your friend's been playing this table. Do you think you can beat him? Oh. <laughs> and you just kind of go, hmm, well, sure. I mean, I mean why not? Well, I'll give it a like, shot. <laughs> yes, of course I can beat him. It's the answer you always right. say. It's like, Yes, I'm going to go and play this table now if it kills me. Uh. <laughs> so it's, I, I, it has brought up the issue that I was curious about, which is if somebody has never played pinball in real life before and they got Pinball Arcade and Pinball FX3 at the same time and all the tables, what would they wind up gravitating more towards? Which game would they wind up preferring um obviously like you think it's gonna be well it's gonna come down to do you care about the community aspect or do you care about how the ball behaves uh because obviously tpa's ball behaves uh, i would say closer to what a real pinball does zen's balls are still 
are a little bit leaden, uh, depending on the table that you play. Some tables have they've got the bounce, but other tables are still leaden. True, um, but if you've never played pinball before, how would you know? Like, well, that's what person, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which would you prefer? Just not having any real world experience, would you wind up gravitating more towards one or the other? And then also think about the rule sets. The uh, and I shouldn't say just the rule sets, but the ball flow, the all your Williams, Bally, Stern, Gottlieb tables, they've had the benefit of being put on whitewoods and being tweaked after the fact and to make the ball behave and act more fun to the user. And then their, their rule sets, and especially your DMDs, are specifically in mind with, hey, you just put in a quarter, and we've complained about Zen DMD you know, before, yes. uh, where they have this mean habit of giving you information at the same time as letting the ball drain down the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's really, yeah, that's not a great user experience there. Um, right, so you've got the benefit of that real-world tech being available in the game. Would that affect a user's you know, behavior? Or, or, or yeah. opinion of the table. I don't know. I've 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 been rather curious. I don't know. It'd be really hard to find somebody that hasn't, other than a kid, um, that hasn't touched either. Well, that's probably the the test you could do, right? You could actually put, say, a twelve year old who has never thought of pinball before. Like you'd actually have to put a call out to people on the unit saying, "Have you ever played pinball before? If you haven't, come and do our study." We'll come and play some games with us and see which one you like the best. Yeah. And just do an A-B test on it because I think you might find that it's just because you've got to remember that this is a form of digital entertainment. And from a pure digital entertainment perspective, I kind of think that Zen wins. Well, um, and now you're talking about also though an age bracket. A 12-year-old isn't going to be much more interested in the... Uh, animations and video game aspect because they've had video game experience mm. uh, as opposed to if you grabbed an adult who didn't who didn't grow up or isn't so enamored by that now and then throw that in front of them see what they would say yeah there's two different audiences isn't it like um mm-hmm. and what what would appeal to some being the community aspect or the you know the competing against your friend aspect some people don't actually care for that like right. they just want to like to them playing a game is just something they do in isolation and it's a way for them to almost disconnect from reality. So yeah. for the, for those people, the, the community aspects of uh, Zen pinball may not be that appealing. Um, it may be something that they maybe favor TPA more for because it kind of is really just standalone yeah. and you can play it just in isolation and just go into a Zen state with it. If you like, um, and just on, flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pun, pun uh, partially intended. <laughs> right, right. Um, hey, speaking is, of uh, teeth. I was, no, so, like, I was, I was going to dovetail that and say, but it is a very interesting proposition to um, put forward to somebody. And it would be interesting if, you know, either we could find somebody or someone else who's never played pinball before or has recently found pinball as something that they do. Like if they had that um, experience of playing Zen and then playing TPA in the digital forms, you know, what was the the general feeling of it? It would be really interesting to learn. I suppose it'd be easier to find somebody that's only played digital pinball and then introduce them to a real table 
yes. let them play a real table and then and then and go now what's your opinion which do you like better yeah that's I guess probably test mm. yeah you're probably right all right so we're going to start a gofundme page uh so that we can do the scientific study <laughs> yes for great justice and for science yes um <laughs> um TPA has released two tables. It's their uh, EM pack that they've uh, basically it's their once a year EM pack that they've said that they were going to do, and so far they've been doing it. Now, uh, two tables are Spanish Eyes and Wild Card. Mm. Um, normally, when TPA releases a table, as of late, we've been going, "Hey, TPA, you've been doing a great job. We like it." And the only gripe that we might have would be with the table choice. Yeah. Um, I'm taking issue with these releases. Mm. And why and the, is it that you're taking <laughs> issue with these releases, Chris? Is there something specific the, you'd like to say? Yes, <laughs> I would. Um, the issue I am taking is that although there are not toys and the playfields are so much easier for Farsight to you know put together, the problem is that my eye will now pick out the details that are wrong because mm-hmm. they're so blatantly large uh, and it it bothers me. Uh, so if you look at Spanish eyes, the inside of the cabinet is painted a nice bright yellow. At the back of the table, where the back of the cabinet meets the sides of the cabinet, you cannot see the corners. It's just a yellow blob that... The only thing delineating what is what is the uh, chrome rail on top and the the bottom of the, the, the play field itself. Other than that, yes. it's like what we call a psych, a rounded edge look to it. And that's not what it is at all. It's that kind of detail that Farsight needs to be paying attention to. And I've notified them about it, but it, you know, we were right at crunch time and I guess putting it into uh, to release and my little art gripes often go unheard. <laughs> yeah, well, acknowledged, but just completely out of scope because then I have to move on to the next thing. But yeah, it's, and it's so true. Where I'm sure that the I'm sure that the the computer program itself is is rendering the table the way that it's programmed. Yes, these obviously the walls are painted with the exact same yellow color. Yeah, but what the computer isn't aware of is slight lighting Perception. changes. Yeah, perception, and and there should be a slight shading difference, and I don't know if that's something that Farsight would have to bake in, or would would have to, or have to write in another program. I'm thinking that the the problem, the main problem here is that um, it's that of of perspective and view perspective in the game. So when you're doing, when you're in the table flyover and you're watching these games, they're perfectly fine. Like they look, they look fine. You can see the definition where it's supposed to be. Um, and it looks just, yeah, it looks fine. But then when it locks it into the playing position and the views, that's where it all starts to unravel. Yeah, um, but even in the flyover on Spanish Eyes, the yellow stays the same yellow. It doesn't mm, change. Mm. Uh, and if you wonder why it's, I'm noticing on here and not noticing on other tables, most of the other tables, the either the sides or the back of the cabinet are completely hidden. You can't tell. You're looking at toys, and those do change perspective or you can see, and so your eye focuses on those rather than focusing on this large surface that mm. just, you know the eye gets drawn to. Often uh, those on, large surfaces are actually hidden anyhow by all the toys, so it's not such right, like a big... Exactly. It's, the canvas isn't so big. So, um, yeah. You know, the 
on wildcard, the issue is not with the back, but it's with the wooden, uh, what, do you, what do you call them? The rails, I guess the, yeah, the outer rails of the table. Yeah. And so it's a wood grain, but you can't delineate the top of the rail from the sides of the rail. And where it really plays havoc with your eyes is when you look at the apron, the apron just kind of looks, it's an optical illusion, but it looks like it's floating. So again, the computer is rendering it correctly. And if you look closely enough, then you can be like, oh yes, I see that that's where it, you know, one edge meets the other edge and goes, you know, from top down to the bottom. But in real life, you wouldn't have that issue because again, there's, it's how light from the room hits. It's how mm-hmm. slight difference in shading. And it just makes the table look extremely flat. Yes, that's right. And now, the thing now, is, that those, sorry, has... details, those details are not something you should have to squint at and try and justify when you're looking at something. No. It should just be, yep, that is, an, uh, no. that is a different surface with a different shading. And that is, I shouldn't have to think about it. It should just be there. And another issue on wildcard is the flippers themselves. There's no definition on them. There's no texture. It's white and red. That's it. It looks very flat, very fake. I don't know what went wrong because uh, it's not that way on other tables. Uh, but it's just one of those things that come on, you know, and again, you don't typically notice it on most tables because there's so much other things for your eye to look at. Yeah. But when it's a very simplistic layout, then your eye just that's all that it sees. Yes. Um, one other thing that I had a problem with on wildcard. Apparently they got this table from Klaus entertainment or Klaus industry. I'm not sure what it was. It says, but uh, on the apron itself is a little sticker and it has their phone number. And yeah. <laughs> like, and this is once before this, they, they actually left a sticker from some bloke on yeah. uh, some, some outfit on the apron as well. It's like, uh, we we don't we don't want to see that. I it was no. on the instruction card or something like that. And I was like, Yeah, it's, no, it's, almost as, bad as, the, <laughs> it's yeah. almost as bad as when they left the keys in the back box of what was that, Scared Stiff or scared Elvira stiff. the Party Monster? Scared Stiff, yeah. I think it's been yeah. since corrected, but uh <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just kind of like exactly that. Again, it's those fine details that yes, fine the table runs. But what is going on with the graphics department? What's going on with the art department? This stuff just slides on through. And look, I'd be fine if, like, on the initial release, we saw these issues, and then we knew that later on they will go. But the fact of the matter is we know for a fact that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it just, that is not something that Farsight has the resources or time to do because their studio is much, much smaller than the other, like, Den's in. They don't have the, yeah. all the graphic artists to go, oh, yeah, it'd be really nice if we could just go back through season one and completely redo it because, you know, we have the resources. They're sitting around doing nothing. We might as well have them doing stuff. No, the the dudes at Farsight are, like, frantically trying to get the next table prepared um, probably before the December holidays now yeah. so that they can actually get the thing out before the Christmas break and then go and actually have a, a, a bit of a, a holiday. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a vicious cycle. Like you, well, you here's either my, here's my get last it right first, you, or you just don't. You know, measure twice, quote once. Eh, it doesn't yeah. apply here. No. <laughs> um, my my final gripe is with the lighting itself. And again, 
picking on wildcard. Uh, Spanish eyes, I don't know. It seems like they maybe paid a little more attention to that than wildcard. But on wildcard, the pop bumpers, when I played it in the beta, they were, if they lit, they were screaming bright and you couldn't even read the top. It was just a white blob, basically. Mm. So I said, hey, guys, um, yeah, let's lower the, the bulb brightness on the table so that that's not an issue. Well, they lowered the bulb brightness on the pop bumpers, but they did not lower it on any of the other GI lights. So if I wanted to, and right now, the pop bumpers now are a little bit too dim. Like, it's hard to see if they actually are lit or not. Oh, right. Okay. So if I crank up the, the lighting, the brightness on the bulbs to make that look like it's more light, lit, well, now the rollover lanes and the, the GI down by the flippers is just this you know white-hot nuclear. It's like tone everything down uniformly all the bulbs should have the exact same strength because back then there wasn't a difference between gi lighting and you know flasher bulbs it was all everything was the same uh same intensity and truth be told most of your ems didn't have that bright of lighting to begin with it was kind of dim all the way around no matter what it really was yeah there wasn't a lot of light casting i mean even that um jackster open early solid state that i had here like yeah. There wasn't a lot of GI happening on there at all. Like there were, there's big no, nobody was playing those machines in the dark. <laughs> no, they're all like in you know a pub or a club or even like a proper arcade back then. Like a you know a, that was well lit and you know yeah. see everything. Yeah, but my but this goes into one of these things that Farsight never seems to quite understand, and that is bull brightness at fifty percent should be pleasing to the eye and mm. you should be able to crank it up to 80%, which is pretty much what I feel that their base is right now. Like what they say is 50% is what I would term 80% brightness because mm. there's no way I will ever turn the bull brightness up over 50%. It, it just becomes this washed out mess. Conversely, I can drop the bull brightness all the way down to zero. And sometimes it's perfectly pleasing which, again, shouldn't be the case. If I turn it down to zero, it should be off. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking? Um, I just wonder if when they're, they're working out the tuning, I wonder if they're running their screens at really crazy contrast and brightness. Maybe. I wonder if, wonder if their monitors are set in such a way that they're really dark. And by setting the, um, the lighting up um, on their end to make it look really good is actually, for everyone else, not right. Or maybe... Like, what are you running your monitors at? Are you running them bright or you're running them sort of at 50% or something like that? Uh, what are your Well, no, I, I actually, you know, calibrate my monitors and uh, I don't run them bright. I run them darker mm. typically because that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't have your brightness cranked up to 80 or 90% on your monitor. That's just bad. Your brightness so really, be... I reckon th that would be the thing I'd recommend to them to do is like, have you actually run a calibration tool over your monitor to get the colors and everything right. Because I just wonder if that's the reason why you're seeing so much nuking going on is because they're just running a different monitor profile than pretty much everyone I else. I don't think they have anybody there that understands lighting. Is that what you think? I honestly think that's the case. And mm. you know what? You know why I say that? All you have to do is look at Champion Pub, look at Cactus Canyon, look at the toys that are in the back you know, the, these big giant toys. If you've ever played one of those in real life, the light from all the uh, the bulbs around reflects onto them and gives them shine and you can actually see them. But in TPA, right. if you're running it in dynamic lighting, they're black. They're dark. Right. You can't see them at all. And 
if there was any understanding about lighting going on, they would bake it in on those. They would do something. I don't understand. There's like a disconnect between them looking at the table in real life and then taking it over to the computer. Uh, yeah, right. And this again, if they understood lighting, they would understand what we just talked about with the back box and you know the back of the cabinet and the side rails blending into each other. Yeah, true. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's probably not. Like, it's probably not a monitor profile. No, case. and I don't, and I think it's one of those things that is just so not on their list of priorities that it just constantly, consistently gets overlooked. Mm. Yeah, you could be right, actually. Yeah, that does actually sound more plausible. It's a shame, but yeah, it is. It is. It is what it is, and we 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 repeatedly tell people who get upset about TPA that. Um, you know, you have to accept it for what it is. And this is just one of those things that you need to accept. Um, I guess. Yep. Um, so. Okay. Enough about that. Yeah. They did come out with the newsletter. The hint was rather simplistic. It's pistol poker people. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, pistol poker. So let, just for me, cause I, I got the, the pistol. And I got the yes. poker stuff, but what was the the, the lady with the gun? It was <laughs> the lady. No, that was Kenny G. That was <laughs> that was that was Kenny G, right? Yes. And that was a, that was that was a flute, obviously, or clarinet, or whatever the hell he plays. Well, the, yeah, clarinet, because the the first picture was of Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks, so it's yes. Alvin G pistol poker. <laughs> Okay, I understand now. Let's go. What the? I, I can get everything else, and I worked out the clue. I said, "What does that have to do with it?" <laughs> what is so this, this brings up an interesting, uh, interesting thing, and that mm. is apparently, and I've not seen the leak. There apparently there is somebody that's leaking what the tables are going to be coming up. Yeah, and they had leaked that that pistol poker was going to be coming up. And they also said bonsai run. Yeah, I think last time we mentioned where I said it ain't going to be Bonsai Run for various reasons. And now I'm kind of like going, well, maybe this person does know what the heck they're talking about. Maybe I'm eating crow. (laughs) Yeah, look, I I will admit that I saw this exact thing. It was actually in one of the betas. And I didn't at the point, I didn't at the time say anything about it. But now the, the, the fact that we've actually got Pistol Poker, which was on that list, I'm going, well, I just wonder if there might be a little bit of crazy vertical pinball action coming our way at the end of the season, yeah, um, which I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> in some ways that's going to be a good thing and potentially it's going to maybe make every single person who's been requesting the table hate their decision. <laughs> like, right. Potentially. 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 <laughs> it, it, it might just be... Um, the novelty, you might play it once or twice ago. This is actually really not that good. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's not going to be like that. Hopefully it's going to be like, wow, this is awesome. Finally we get to play this thing and listen to the yeah. amazing music in it because it does have a really good soundtrack. So yeah, that's something it has going for it. So I, uh, I do, am, I should say, I am looking forward to the fact that at the end of this season, uh, and we'll see if it comes true because we asked them point blank last year if this was going to become a regular thing. But are they going to take another month off to uh, to Do hammer bug out bugs? Oh, man. I hope so. Like that was. I really hope that was so good. Like they got. Oh, so and they much made so fixed. many improvements. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing what they were able to do last year with that with that time. They really use it to their advantage, and I, I mm-hmm. so hope that they can go and do that again this year because it would actually 
it would actually be good because by doing that and saying, hey, look, we're doing this again, basically all the people in the forums and all the people in social media that go, you never fix any bugs, they go, well, there's a chance that they actually probably will fix bugs at the end of each season. They'll do a bit of house cleaning. They'll remove the technical debt. They'll do all the things they need to be doing as a software house to keep the product actually healthy. And that's the thing. It's it's just about product health. That's all it is. Um, and I really, like you, I'm definitely hoping that it's a gap month. I'll be quite happy to just, like, do other things uh, <laughs> and just enjoy other, just enjoy the tables the way they Wait, are. I, you know what? I think I, mean, I, I like your term there, gap month, because I hate saying that they're taking the month off because they're not taking the month off. They're no, still they're definitely not taking the month off. It's a gap it's month. A it's a month off. A yes, gap month. Month. Yeah, gap month of releases. Um a break in programming, yeah. if you like. <laughs> They're taking a commercial break, a long one. The, the, <laughs> the in-between season hiatus. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I think it's, uh, so, yeah, I really hope they do it again. I'm, I think that based on the success and the goodwill it, it bought last year, that they will do it again because it's, uh, um, it's, it's definitely something that is valuable for them to do. Uh, we did not have a Zen tournament this past week because holidays. And mm. uh, so I will be getting a new one up. Uh, I'm not going to do it today. Uh, today being Saturday, I'll probably put it up on Monday. Uh, so it'll turn into a five-day tournament. I don't know which uh, table I'm going to be picking yet. So if you're following us on Twitter, you'll know. <laughs> um, I've, there's exactly. also. Yeah, there's also a thread going on in uh, Pinball Arcade fans under uh, tournaments that I believe it's titled Zen Tournaments, uh, and I've made the announcement of what table it always is in there. As usual, just yeah, just uh, search "shut your trap" and you'll be able to find whatever that table is that I wind up picking. Excellent. Get on back into the tournaments again and do some crazy um, parameters in the tournament. This time around, what do you always tend to do? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards. Maybe you can help me out here. Uh, general discussion for everybody, but I'm kind of leaning towards picking one of the really old tables, like Rome or Pasha. Uh, yeah. And here's the question: because most people don't play them, is it better to just do a standard three ball, or is it better to do the time limit on it and let people pick the crazy uh, add-ons? I think that the time limit is good because for those people who do know how to play them, the time limit will just be a grind fest. But the people who do know how to play them will know how to start the things that mean the most points um, in the 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking that and even if you don't quite know how to do it, what you can do is as you try and beat the other people's scores and compete, you're going to become more accustomed to the tables nuances anyhow. So mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be a more concentrated period of time that you can actually go and do things on those older tables that let's be honest some of those older tables don't really have a great rule system anyhow. Like, uh, no, and they have a really wonky way of starting modes. Yeah. So that in itself is probably going to be fine. Like, I don't know if you'd actually want to grind your way through that a lot anyhow. So maybe just having snapshots, 20 minute snapshots would be the way to go for that. I, oh, we can't I do 20 minutes. Your choice is yeah. either five minutes or survival, which is basically minute at a time. One to, yeah, one. Well, it's, no, it's it's a minute at a time to reach a particular score, and if you hit that score, then you get to go to the next. There is also uh-huh. a tournament 
Um, so that, there you go. You got one ball, survival, five minute, and then just normal three ball play. Mm, five minutes short. Like five, five minutes minute short on a table that most people don't know. That's why I'm yeah. like, you know, but is it a table that we really want to get to know? That's the other. <laughs> Maybe survival might be better. Like keep on like progressing the score and see how long you can last on it. Because yeah, that might actually help you. Survival yeah. is even on tables that I am very familiar with. It becomes really difficult to get the next score at a certain spot because uh, you start stressing over it, and it kind of you're not so much learning the table as you are just flinging the ball wherever to try and get points. Right. Okay. So mm, that's tricky. It's hard to balance. You might have to go with standard three ball and put some. Can can you put power ups in there that make the game shorter? No, you mm. can either put. No power-ups. You can pick the power-ups to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you know, like, you know, pop bumpers are now going to be powered up. Uh, okay. That kind of so thing. So it powers up a certain part of the play field. Yes. A little bit like or your combos Cruise, can get mode. Yeah, like uh, combos can get powered up. and mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think you might just have to go three ball on this. I don't know, folks. If you have an opinion, why don't you drop us an email at blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Because I am at, yes, I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. But the best way to comment would be at Blockade. Yes, indeed. Is there any other uh, pinball stuff that we missed when we, yeah, we took a week off, folks. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, well, sad news is that my my garage is now empty. Um, I no longer have a pinball machine in there. It was picked up on the weekend, it came and picked it up. Uh, so there's a big empty hole. There's a void <laughs> in my life. Uh, in your heart you and know, in your garage. <laughs> in my, That's right. Now, you know, it's important to understand that most of the things on this table weren't working. So the most of the rubber contact surfaces in this game were driven by auxiliary driver boards, and those boards were not guaranteed to be working properly. So I had them disconnected um, to make sure that it didn't take out anything on the main board. So pop bumpers weren't working and pretty much all the um, leaf switches that were behind rubbers weren't working, which is the majority of the switches, basically. So the only switches that were working were the drop targets and the two leaf switches that were on the drop target bank. So essentially what was happening is that in a normal game of that era, um, if it wasn't for the big drop target assembly, all the other switches would just be wired up around the outside to that particular part of the circuit. But because there was so much extra stuff, they had to like add extra boards in to drive the rest of the stuff on the table. A little bit like um, Star Trek The Next Generation with its auxiliary coil boards and stuff like that. It's very similar to that. So, yeah, a lot of the stuff wasn't working. That being said, though, the flippers were working. All the rollover switches were working because they're part of the core um, game board. Mm-hmm. And um, that still allowed us to flip it really well and give it a good play and just play the drop targets, basically. Um, so, yeah, it, even with half the stuff not working on the table, it was still very fun to play and very fun to have a pinball machine in the garage that we could just turn on, put eight credits on, and just go and take turns on. The kids loved it. So Awesome. Yeah, it's it sort of makes me, makes me want one, but I don't <laughs> no, know. No, you didn't want one before. <laughs> well, no, I wanted one, but it sort of like makes you go, you know, there might actually be a justification to have one of these. But unfortunately, the, the the quality of the ones that are available here that I've, I've talked about at length before is 
not really reflective of the price that I want to pay for one of that quality. So that's always been the blocker for me. I just like if I was to do it, I just need to reset my expectations and just, you know, deal with it basically. And I don't think I'm really there yet. There's other things I could spend $2,000 on. Um, we, need, we need a really generous donor that uh, is a listener that uh, hmm. just goes, I think these guys need some machines, a lot of machines. Let's yeah. just, uh, let's just send uh, an anonymous crate to their house. <laughs> well, look, I would even be, I would be happy. And this is, this is a genuine offer and you'll probably laugh at this, but if I know there's some collectors out there that actually do have storage issues and they, they go, we, we've actually got nowhere to put these things. So if that is a genuine problem for you and you want somewhere that is safe <laughs> to actually is very safe to um, store the pinball machine. And you also want the pinball machine to be used periodically. So the balls don't rust and they don't go into, you know, disrepair because they're not being used. Then I do have space for one, probably two. I could fit two in at a pinch. Um, that yeah, the, the location safe. I know how to fix them. So if there was a problem, I could make them work for you again. And uh, then when you're ready to pick them up or you want to move one out and put one in, then you could just swap them around, and I could just store them here for you and just use it as a basically a storage locker. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, very, and it will be free for you to do this. That's the thing; it will be one hundred percent free. So, exactly. um, all you might need to do is throw me a couple of um, rubbers here and there if ones break. But that's a lot cheaper than paying a hundred dollars a month for a storage locker, right? So, so pretty good deal if you ask me. So, if mm. you're interested in that proposition, just let me know um, and send me a tweet, a DM on Twitter, and we can sort something out, and it'll be worth your while. So there you go. I'm going to be exceedingly jealous if somebody takes you up on that offer. <laughs> It'll be pretty good. I'd, I'd be I'd be happy if someone used the space that I have just waiting for just basically it needs a pinball to go in it. So, right. yeah, take me up on the offer. I'd be happy to. A whole lot work. better than putting the machine, you know, taking the legs off the machine, folding up the, uh, the, back, the back box, box. and just putting it up somewhere where it just sits and, yeah. You know, and rats. rats. Rats potentially go and make a nest inside of it or uh, water yeah. leaks onto it. or Exactly. You know. This is yeah. a lovely dry, it's a dry garage. It's um, it's well ventilated. Um, it's a good storage location for a pinball machine. And there's there's two opportunities for people. to. I should try that with the guys at Farsight and say, hey, we've got a cabin in the uh, next mountain over that uh, could use some entertainment. And I know you guys have storage mm-hmm. issues. So any of those machines that you just got in storage, you know, yeah, you know, just chuck them down here. Just, <laughs> just put them up in here. I'll make sure they don't go rusty for you, and I'll do you a service for free, like absolutely free, free. free. The other interesting thing that I'm entertaining at the moment is, um, we we have a new uh, starter at Ladbrokes who, um, in conversations, told me that she has two pinball machines. Just oh. now, the boy's like, "Oh, I've got two pinball machines." I said, "Yeah," <laughs> and. <laughs> Hello, new friend. (laughs) Hello, new friend. Exactly. It's like, so how did you come to have these machines? It's, oh, you know, my my, um, father had them and, you know, they're just quite literally sitting in my house in the lounge room and I have to walk around them all the time. I said, you know, you could probably put them on site in Ladbrokes and get as part of like, you know, the office entertainment budget or whatever and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, get, I don't know, a retainer each month for them and just have them on free play and like your dad could actually get a little bit of money for them. 
And then if, um, you know, anything broke, he said he'd just pull into the retainer, like the, the money he's been getting each month and just fix them up. I said, you know, if he was up for it, he wouldn't even need to attend the site because I could probably fix most of the things for him and maintain them and clean them. So he just puts them there, collects the money, and I take care of him. So <laughs> seems like a pretty good deal, really. I would I would be going, if I had those two machines sitting around at home, not doing anything, I'd be going, yeah, just put them in there. Right. <laughs> so it's possible that it might happen, but we just got to make sure that where we put them, they're not going to disturb anyone too much because, they, you know, they're noisy. Um, you think? But, <laughs> so the the pinball machines are a Doctor Who and a Lethal Weapon 3. So oh, both good. perfectly fine machines. I think Lethal Weapon's a good fit for Labrokes because it's an easy machine to learn. So it'd be yeah. good for people who haven't actually done it. And Doctor Who's fun when yeah. it's actually working right. So that'll be great, both those two. Unfortunately, very loud. <laughs> and squawking Daleks is going to get very old for people who live down on the level that we're going to put them on. Well, you, know, you can always turn down the volume, but what you can't turn down the volume on is all the, the flippers the and the uh, the solenoids. <laughs> those are yeah. nothing you can do about that. <laughs> well, I they guess you could put some, uh, maybe if you put some sound dampening material inside the uh, the cabinet. Uh, well, but I don't even know what that would do. Upstairs, we actually have a, a room that was previously the studio where the media team used to do all their recording for the video spots. And that's completely mm-hmm. soundproofed. Mm. So we do have an elevator in the building as well that we could probably wheel the pinball machines in and just put them in there. But, uh, you know, that would be a logical location to put them. And you could also put, like, the Xbox up there as well and have, like, a media room. Um, yeah, fun time in so the break that, room. Yeah, I'd, I'd, that's what I'll be doing every, uh, every lunchtime <laughs> for sure. I'll be, uh, well, I'd be going in there and just making sure the machines were working. Right. Right, and operating within spec. Um, exactly. So, purely, um, purely uh, functional play, not enjoyable play. Exactly. Not, uh, no, not in any way enjoyable. No, no. <laughs> purely looking at it from a um, is the thing doing what it should be doing perspective. Right. Times right. five. <laughs> <laughs> With probably four other people that are also looking at it as well. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully well, we'll see what happens. It'd yeah, be cool we'll, if it worked. Stay tuned, folks, because uh, you know Jared will be crowing about it if uh, if that does happen. <laughs> be, I would laugh. I would laugh so hard if somebody said, "Yeah, that's a great idea." I oh, hear here's two. Just leave them there. I'll, I'll collect them when I'm ready. I'll go. Right. Okay. And then, and, then a few, and then a few months later, they're like, "Okay, we're bored of these. Can we get some other ones in here?" Sure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That <laughs> that would be all right. I will be okay with this scenario. Yes. It'd be a very nice Christmas present if someone wanted to su- surprise and delight me for Christmas. Just yeah, give me yeah. a couple of pinball machines that I could just look after for you. Hmm. All righty. Well, we're gonna with with that uh, hopeful thought, we're gonna call this session to an end. Uh, yes. We appreciate everybody listening to us, and make sure you check out the website blockadepinball.com. There, you can catch up on past episodes, uh, see timing notes and websites that we happen to talk about sometimes in these podcasts. Yes. Beyond that, we'll see what happens next week. Um, I should note for people that this is that time of year where suddenly there will be gaps in weeks <laughs> when we do podcasts because, you know, it gets holiday busy and uh, sometimes we can't get our schedules coordinated. So uh, yes. if for some reason you don't hear from us for a week, that'd be the reason why. But we appreciate you all at the same uh, sticking around and finding us when we do post. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And um, um, we'll see yeah, you later. all right, 
Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.